All right, Landau, let's get started. Um, I guess let's start off with the women. There's a little less to talk about. There's a lot to break down with the men, I guess, a little more than the women. So obviously they had the split result this weekend, lost to Yale on Friday, and then beat Brown on Saturday to clinch their spot in Ivy Madness. Just your take right away on women, what happened this weekend, then moving forward. I mean, I, yeah, on this, really think it has a huge impact moving forward. They clinched their spot um, in the tournament, which is good for them. They had a rough game on Friday, especially like their best players weren't scoring. They lost by a pretty wide margin, so that wasn't great. But they they were also on three days rest from losing to mm-hmm. Princeton, which put them at a big disadvantage through team on a week's rest. So I won't read too much into that. And then they won on Saturday, so they won by double digits. So that's. I mean, they could have won by more, but they also got the job done. So yeah, it's inconsequential there. I think yeah. the the biggest thing for them is they need to take care of business this weekend so they have a, a favorable matchup in the first round because they don't want to be facing Princeton in the first round of Ivy Madness. Well, right. I was looking at it. So the way they end up in fourth, it just kind of confuses me. So it, it's very clear that if they lose to Columbia – on Saturday, I believe, they, they can't finish ahead of Columbia if they lose to Columbia. And if they beat Columbia, they can't finish behind behind Columbia. So um, if they lose that game, they're either the three or the four. It's not clear to me whether who will win the tiebreaker between Yale and Penn. Because, like, obviously they will have split, and then it goes to, like, their wins against the, the, the best team. But it's likely that Penn and Yale will have losses to all the same teams, yeah. which means it goes to like a weird like ranking tiebreaker. So I don't know. The point is, they beat Columbia. They'll be. They won't have to play Princeton in the first round. So. Yeah, which which bodes well for them because it looks like Princeton's insurmountable at this point. Right, I think that too. Yeah. So the best case for them is they win that first round and play Princeton, and maybe they they have a chance at Princeton in their third matchup. But that's that's a talk for another day. Yeah, yeah. I think we've <laughs> talked a lot about yeah. that before. So let's move on to the men. Obviously, a little different. They they lose to Yale Friday in in ridiculous fashion. We'll talk about that in a little bit. But then they managed to beat Brown and keep their hopes alive for Ivy Madness. If they lost that game, I mean, it's over for them, all the seniors. But they managed to win. Let's start with first your reaction to what happened in the Yale game. I know you're up there watching. Yeah, it was it was an interesting environment. The term from it seemed like there were no Yale fans there. And it seemed like it was all Penn. And it sounded like the Penn band was making more noise than every single, you know, Yale fan in attendance, if there were any. And then they're up by 10 with less than two minutes left. And Yale starts pressing. They start turning it over, not only every possession, but literally like every two or three seconds of game time. So, and then they would foul after they turned it over, which made it even worse. They would either foul once they turned it over, and Yale was in the bonus at that point. They were just making two free throws. Or they would turn it over so that Yale would have like a fast break and an easy layup or dunk. So Yale didn't even have to make shots. They made one three-pointer and a bunch of free throws and, and dunks. And Penn didn't even miss free throws. They only missed one. They were just turning it over every possession. A 13-0 run with a single Penn missed free throw and like barely, like no Penn missed shot attempts, maybe like one. And only one Yale made shot outside of like two feet from the basket is incomprehensible it, it was one of the strangest things i've ever seen in the basketball game yeah it's tough to, to even try and break down and analyze what happened because it's it's pretty incomprehensible like you said but i, I guess it, it doesn't matter for them as much because they obviously took care of business against brown the next night what did you see against brown that that was different from that team or 
or what what how did what made Penn be able to win that game against Brown? I mean, it wasn't it wasn't different. What was different was just that they were a lot better breaking the press, and it looked like they came out with a not either a different strategy, but I'm not convinced it was a different strategy. Strategy. It was just there was just a bigger sense of urgency. Like they knew what could go wrong, and they were made made sure they weren't doing it. So they would they were running the same sort of break press strat, strategy that they'd done the previous night. But they would catch the ball and they would pass it right away. They would not stand there and let themselves get trapped in a corner like they kept doing, you know, the day before. So they were able to pass it around, get it across half court, and then even though they shot free throws terribly all game, essentially they were better in the last two minutes. And Brown missed a couple, you know, tough shots and. And, and that was good because Penn played all well all game, had an eight-point lead with a minute left, and then was able to ed- execute the break press stuff well enough to hang on. Yeah, and what do you what do you think looking next weekend against the two New York teams, Columbia and Cornell, how do you see that sort of playing, at least your prediction so far? We know that those teams aren't, aren't the best in the Ivy League, obviously, far from it, but, I mean, anything can happen based on what we've seen so far with Penn this year and how they've played. What do you, what do you see happening and what do you see – their Ivy Madness shaping out to be if if they make it. I mean, I saw them pegged to like ninety eight percent to make Ivy Madness now, which sounds you know it sounds high, but it also sounds about right. Cornell and Columbia are the two worst teams in the Ivy League by far. Number one, they're playing them at home. Neither Cornell or Columbia has won a single road game all season, conference or non conference, which is kind of hard to believe. And they're just like not good teams. And Cornell's the better one, I think, but. They're also missing their best player due to injury, and I don't think he's coming back. So they're not great, and Columbia's a one-man team. Um, they're just Mike Smith, and then Mike Smith doesn't even really play defense. So they're actually a one-man team that can't play defense. Cornell is a flawed offensive team that also doesn't play great defense. I'd be surprised if they lost either of the games. Um I'd be surprised if they make the Ivy tournament, certainly. Yeah, and does that mean that they'll slot in at fourth there? And yeah, the they can't be better than fourth. So, and then that, who do you who do you see them matching up with in the first round? Then, so it's Harvard or Yale. It's essentially based, it, not necessarily Yale could clinch it without this, but it's most likely the result of. It's most likely they play the winner of the Harvard Yale game on. Saturday next Saturday night, so I'll be watching that pretty closely. I think along with the Penn game, yeah. Um, and whoever wins that, my opinion is that I'd rather them face. If I was them, I'd rather face Harvard. I mean, I don't think that like they're having an attitude like that, but if I want to face one of those teams, I want to face Harvard. They have been so depleted with injuries. Third, they're still a good team. They've been so depleted with injuries, and they had another senior, Christian Juzang, go down with an injury this weekend, who I believe is probably out for the season as well. Um, their offense isn't necessarily as strong as Yale's, and I just do not want to see Penn have to play against that Yale press again, especially if that press starts off in the first half as opposed to late in the second. I, I think they should really benefit from playing Harvard in the first round. Yeah. Well, I think I think it's all we really need to cover. We have the results and what, what it's looking like. Big weekends for both men's and women's teams this weekend in terms of how things will shape up. We know women are already a lock, and I guess the men are essentially a lock as well, but I guess they're both playing for seeding and matchups as well. Right. But I think that's it for today. Thank yeah. you guys for listening. Thank you.